Quest Gaming Podcast presents Skyrim Off the Record. Welcome to Skyrim Off the Record for Episode 7. I am Joe, the Slayer of Lambs. Wilson. And joining me as always is Mr. Ivarwin. Hey guys, hey Joe, hey Lou, I'm Ivarwin, I can't remember crap. Ivarwin. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Quick, segue away from me. <laughs> and the other person over here is Lou. <laughs> Lewis Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Yvarwin. Hello there in the chat room. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hope um, everyone's doing well. We are. We are. Um, really quick, guys. Lou has a little a bit of an internet issue today. He's on an air card, so you have to forgive his periodic robot voice. It's going to happen in the show. I'll try to you know clean up as much as possible, but just to know that he's just having some internet issues. So, uh... Mystery of Arwen, what do you got to say? Well, I just want to talk a little bit about our first show sponsor today, which is going to be Doghouse Systems. Uh, Doghouse Systems says uh, if you use the code off the record, all one word, you will get double the memory. So if you guys are looking to get a new computer, um, new gaming rig, these guys are definitely the ones to go to. Why is that? Uh, not because they just sponsored the show, but for several reasons. Number one, their product is awesome. And number two, most importantly, um, when dealing with their customer service, they're not going to leave you hanging out in the dry. Uh, they're really friendly. They're great down-to-earth people. I had a great time chatting with these guys when we were talking about you know, possible sponsoring. Of all the people that I've spoken to so far in all the various different companies, these guys were definitely one of the best, if not the best. And it, it's, it goes down to you know, customer service. So uh, definitely go check them out. All right, if you're looking to get a brand new computer, brand new gaming rig, you know, upgrade that uh, that PC so your your Skyrim game is is running beautifully and smoothly. Drop in the code off the record at Doghouse Systems, and they will double your memory for free, which is about a hundred to hundred and fifty dollar value, for free, for free, <laughs> for free, for free. All right, we have a lot That'd going on. In our show today, lots and lots. So let's get started in the meat and potatoes of the good stuff. Oh and yeah, we're gonna start out with Lou, because I just like starting with Lou. He's well, just sexy. <laughs> well, thank you, Joe. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that twenty dollars you pay me to say Wait. that. <laughs> Shh. Come on. Oh Lou. dang, sorry. You're saying? <laughs> well, I've been playing much, but I actually did get my North thief up to 17 and got her a full member of thieves guild yes loving that armor <laughs> nice people in a shop skyrim yeah yeah i'm just gonna start robbing people blind <laughs> just to start building up that cash and the skills of course <laughs> uh right now i've got her dual wielding just two daggers i want to try that place style out uh, because before i was just using a long sword and short sword but i figured let me get something maybe just a little bit faster and see how that works. 
but eventually I want to try a short sword and, and dagger combo for weapon style and work yeah. with that. Those short swords okay. can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to try to work on the archery because after hearing you, Joe, talk about, you know, just the sheer damage output of archery, yeah, that's going to be another important factor. I loved it because it, it literally made me feel like I was a sniper. Just pinging people off of that bridge, you know, 200 yards away and watching them crumble and fall all ragdoll style. That was just so much fun. Yeah, it's definitely got that <laughs> feel to it. Or when you can go into mm-hmm. an entire dungeon and literally go from start to finish, including the boss, without yes. ever being seen. Yes. And killing everything. Yes. There's something yep. to that. <laughs> yeah, this, that's that's quite a rush. I'll tell you that right now. It's a game rush. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just so different from, you know, what you what you would normally expect out of your you know, out of a thief type, you know, playthrough. So Oh yeah. Uh daggers and I believe the bow is like crucial if you want to go for that hardcore thief type of, of assassin feel. Exactly. Which is why I'm trying it out because uh like I said before, trying out the long short, but to get a real I guess D and D type throwback feel, I'm going two daggers right now. Try you know, it out. What's funny about the whole two dagger system is, yeah, daggers feel kind of gimped because they're so low low damage value, and they will feel that way at first for a while. I kind of recommend doing two one hand swords until you get enough in your sneaking tree to get those damage multipliers from the dagger. Yeah. And enough multipliers in, in the multipliers in the one hand before you start using two daggers. Otherwise, you're going to have a hard time trying to kill things. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely try that out then. Yeah, I'll, I've got some weapons stored somewhere. Oh, house card, come here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll swap out the weapon set and try it out. <laughs> now, Lou, what, um, what, what points do you have in in your uh, one-handed or in your sneaking tree rather? In your sneaking tree. Uh, let's see, only seventeen, but not that many. As actually, I should rework it again because uh, I was trying to again raise up my blacksmithing. Okay. So I want to make the armor. And then I actually did dump some points into healing because finding potions on this character, oof, it's like trying to find, you know, diamonds. So I talked to us saying, you know, I got to invest some points in healing tree just like so keep myself alive during some of these fights or, or just in between fights. Yeah. It's getting costly with the potions. And, you know, the drop rate is just horrible for me, for this character anyway. <laughs> you know, for the characters that don't need it, like my main, oh, they're all over the place. Yeah, my oh, MMO luck. Here's a health potion. And MMOs, exactly. I have the worst luck in known history. But for some reason, I seem to have an opposite effect on one-player games. I seem to get everything. The sneaking tree is just, is awesome. Are you going to do anything like uh, like lockpicking, build up that tree at all? or? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's eventually the route is going to be where build lockpicking. And I believe, if I remember correctly, there's that chest in the Thieves Guild area that you can practice on. Hmm. So I'm going to go back there, spend some time, and build up my lockpicking skill there. Um, <clears throat> there's a perk in the in the lockpicking skill that I had on my first character that allows you to get an extra gold, an extra, um, or, or higher chance for rare loot from chests. That really? Is, yeah, that'll fix your little problem there, Lou. <laughs> huh. Awesome. How far up, do you remember offhand how far up the tree uh, is? Or? You have to put, I believe... Five points in. It's um, I think it's you have to be level fifty or sixty lockpicking, but that's really not too hard to get to. No, no, just uh, like I said, just some more practice, and there's always stuff to pick everywhere around the world. So, <laughs> well, it could be it could be tough if you're running, you know, six different alts on Skyrim. 
<laughs> it's, it's only four, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just the main and three others. I embellished two extra. <laughs> <laughs> Only oh, sometimes it does feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, Lou? Oh, no, no, that's it right now. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll keep you posting how that's working out for me. It's right. like every week, it's like, oh, I'm doing a caster, I'm doing this, this, and this, and now I'm doing a thief, and I'm doing two-hand daggers, and oh, no, I'm doing... <laughs> I'm getting that's confused. <laughs> anyway, Yvarwin, what about you, man? Good, good. Uh, I had a little bit better of a uh, of a Skyrim week than I had the last two ones. Um, you know, the last previous weeks. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God, indeed. <laughs> um, yeah, I started off with uh, my live stream, which um, you know, Grayson uh, sent me a message on Twitter, and he was like, "Oh, you're gonna do the live stream again?" And I was like, "Oh, I totally forgot." You know that to the, that I was gonna. I had planned for it, and he got me just in time. Because I, when I did plan for it, I planned for it on that day, on Friday. So he got me just in time. So I was like, oh, great, all right. And at least he remembered, because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a tough work week, so and I, I, I just I worked that night. So that's why I didn't remember. But anyway, um, I was able to do the live stream. We had a nice showing. Guys showed yeah, up. fun. Yeah, it was a good time. It's It's... I mean, it, it is a good time, right, Joe? Like we, you know, we get in there, we chat, and I was sit there. I was actually editing the last bumper for the new show, putting it together while Ivarwin was trying to go through the game in a hilarious fashion of fail. But um, yeah, it was great. <laughs> in a long string of fail that usually <laughs> marks my playthrough. <laughs> so yeah, we had a lot of laughs doing that one, and. Um, you know, everyone got uh, previews. Everyone in the chat room got previews for the new Star Wars Off the Record show. Right, Joe? Yes, and they got the first to hear the the very fresh bumper that I had just finished creating. Yeah. Yeah, everyone loved it. It was good times. You know, um, if uh, if you guys aren't... Usually, I I do the uh, the live stream on one of my days off. So, you know, check, check my Twitter. Uh, check the show's Twitter. If uh, if I'm off that day, you know, I'll probably do the live stream. Come on in. You know, you'll you know, we'll uh, hang out with you and you get some sneak previews on what we're doing for the show. And we've always got, you know, something cooking up and either some new show or some new segment or something that we're doing. And uh, we usually, you know, give give out previews during that. And, you know, everyone chats with each other. It's 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 a good time. And then you can watch my long string of failures as I play my new <laughs> And you can see how much he really does not listen to the show. It's it's quite hilarious. Oh, that's not true. I listen to the show. Like truthfully, I, I listen to the show probably about probably about three or four times each Eve week. Arwen, I'm not gonna let you live that whole vampire thing down. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I told you what happened. It wasn't because I was listening to the show. It was because I had a long string of maybe I should do this and I should have done the the opposite thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's that new week. <laughs> there's that vampire den. Ah, oh, let me just go in there. Maybe I can do it this time. <laughs> oh, there's all that. I remember getting all that stuff in here. Oh, maybe I'll try that again. Oh, there's that vampire master again. Oh, maybe I'll try him again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fail. We have a lot of listeners that were Load in the chat room that were actually playing the game as well while watching Ivarwin play the game and chatting. That's hardcore. That's like win-win. Mistress Le- I know that Mistress was doing it. 
She was. She, she's hardcore like that, though. She is. She is. She will. She will play Skyrim and watch someone else play Skyrim while talking about, about Skyrim. Skyrim. <laughs> and I think I heard our podcast in the background too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dragonborn, she says. So um, yeah, so I started. I was playing around with my uh, my Khajiit thief, and um, I got to say, like I, I've never, I've never really played a thief very much or you know an assassin a whole lot um in any other you know video game you know when i played uh, it's always been like from D to warcraft to to diablo 2 and and you know so many other games in between it's always been a paladin like that's my thing i always play a paladin um so when i started skyrim like the first thing that i was going to do was you know start your your basic nord with a a you know heavy armor wearing you know, one-handed weapon and a shield combo. And then I started getting really interested in, like, you know, the sneak ability. And that made me interested in, in actually doing a thief because I liked how it played. And I'm going full thief on this Khajiit and uh, with a little restoration magic to keep myself alive. And let me tell you, it's amazing. It feels great. It, it flows awesome between, you know, the sneaking around with the bows, the damage multipliers you get using backstab, that's not even talking about the the 15x bonus that you get on the dagger backstab. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just used. I haven't gotten up f- that far up the tree yet. I mean, 30 times. I thought it was 15. New no, for daggers. Yeah. Now I think the f- daggers is 30 times. Okay. Is that with like mm-hmm. two points into it or something? That's the third one up. It goes. The first is the is the dual wield one for sneak attack, which I believe right. is like I forgot how much multiplayer is. And then you go into the three times bow, and then you get the thirty times dagger. Huh. Okay. Well, it, I mean, in any event, um, I can't wait to unlock. I haven't unlocked it yet, so you know, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but I can't wait oh, till I do. It's a two two times, and then a fifteen times. That's right. Two times damage is the first one, and then it goes fifteen times damage, which actually equals to thirty times damage for daggers. Oh, okay. So that's that's what I'm seeing. Then yeah. I'm seeing it says fifteen, but it actually is a is a multiplier. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens when you you branch out. You learn. I've, I've actually seen a video. I watched a video on YouTube where someone snuck up to a dragon, and had the multiplayer multipliers for his daggers, and he had uh-huh. all the bonuses for it on his gear, and he yeah. sat there, snuck up to an actual dragon, one stab and killed it, one shot a dragon with a dagger. Holy God! <laughs> wow. <laughs> I gotta find that. That's sick. That yeah, is it so is. sick. Yeah, I mean, and it, the best part about all of this is that it just it feels great, you know, between and I like to do a, those of you who have watched me in the live stream, you, you've seen me like I just do a lot of first person and then third person. And when I'm sneaking around in a dungeon, you know, like you said, Joe, the, the best best feeling in the world is going through this whole dungeon and you've gone through the entire dungeon and not a single one of these mobs have seen you and they're all dead. Exactly. <laughs> That is so awesome. <laughs> like a mysterious and, plague went through and just killed everything. <laughs> I just went through that. Like I went through, um, I think it was like Fort Alvros or Avros, something like that. It's like right in the beginning of the game, all the way in the west, um, close to where the um, High Hrothgar is, close to that mountain, just a little further north. I've never seen it before. And doing this playthrough, I just happened to come across it. 
And that was like another thing that I'm really enjoying is that I'm playing the game, you know, slightly differently. So I'm like experiencing new things and finding new things. Mm-hmm. And this was this was another thing that I found. Apparently, um, you know, uh, there's this. It's it's basically a fort, and um, you know, you see like dead stormcloak bodies everywhere, and ma- bandit mages occupy the area. So it tells you a visual story that these bandit mages. You know, went to this area, obviously killed these stormcloaks, and and now in, inhabited inhabit this fort. So, I had a great time just you know sneaking around in there and just landing those those sniper bow strikes like you were talking about, and mm-hmm. you know those those sneak attack bonuses from behind, and it's just it's so awesome. It's extremely gratifying when you yeah. see like a boss sitting at a table, like you do sometimes, like the uh, the uh, bandit chiefs or whatever. They'll be mm-hmm. sitting down at a table, eating and drinking, and you just take your bow from all the way across the room and ping them. One shot, and the arrow hits them right in the forehead, and they just sit there, head rocks back, and they're just sitting there. Yep. With an arrow <laughs> stuck their forehead dead. Everyone's That's looking right. around. What, everyone's what happened? Still eating. What happened? <laughs> oh, oh, can't find him. Go back oh, to eating. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> and you just sneak back into the shadows, and they're all looking around for you. And can't, where, where'd you go? Must have been, <laughs> must have been my imagination. <laughs> Yeah. Someone clean him up. Who's the new chief? <laughs> I am. I don't want to be it. <laughs> so just uh, having a blast with with doing <laughs> doing all that great stuff. So I plan on picking up my my main uh, my main Nord probably this week. Um, but I've been having so much fun with my my new Khajiit that I was ugh, couldn't even couldn't even break. I'm a hundred percent hooked on my on my Red Guard. Yeah. Just that so what about uh, what's going on with your red guard, dude? <laughs> Lots. <laughs> All right. Whoa. First thing is, is I started out exploring this week, and I was going up in the north area, just exploring around um, Winterhold, the areas outlining that, and I found a lighthouse called Frostflow Lighthouse, and I went inside of it, and there was a naked woman, because I have you know you know the nude mod, but. Yeah. Naked woman sprawled out with a journal next to her. So I read it and all oh, this really cool story about how this family went there to retire and the kids were going crazy because they were being cooped up. And and then uh, it said it mentioned that uh, the guy came back. He went the guy went out to get some traps. He thought it was skeevers that were scratching in the basement. And he thought at first he thought his kids were lying about it, but it turns out that there was they heard something scratching. So he went to go get traps for skeevers. Now, wait, hold on a second. Now, this is all coming from a note that you found on this, this from dead a body? Journal. From a single from journal. A, from a journal. Okay. And the journal was in the house somewhere? Right next to the dead body. Okay. So I went, I read further, and he went out to get the skeever traps. And, but when he came back, his wife was murdered dead on the floor. And there was one of those uh, those bugs. I hate to pronounce their name, but I hate those bugs. The Charles or Choris, Choris, something like that. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Those... Yuck, like cockroaches, <laughs> like big cockroaches. Um, I spit. read it real quick, and I, I always pronounce it as churros, but I know that's wrong, too. So. <laughs> yeah, churros. We're not known for our, our pronunciations on this show. So I explored more, found more journals, and saw different sides of the story from the kids and all that. And then I went down to the basement and saw that these bugs had apparently broken into the basement, and that's how they got in. So I went down and, and explored this and killed tons and tons of these stupid bugs. I had four of them on me at once, and they almost killed me. I, mind you, I'm going to tell you something else that I did er, later on that was insanely epic, and you would think that four little bugs shouldn't be able to do this to me, but they nearly killed me. I had to heal twice. 
they um, almost they almost slayed the slayer of lambs. Exactly. It was that was PO'd. Mind you, I one shot the main bug, the boss bug. I one shot him. The boss bug? Yeah. I went up to him, ran up to him, did my power swing. <laughs> no more cockroach. No more, no more boss bug. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, One roach. But what I found on this cockroach is what made it funny. Or not funny, but really interesting. I got sick to my stomach actually seeing this item. It was um, Habit's Remains is what it was called. But it's this meaty, bloody skull that has one eye still in it. <laughs> that on the back of the skull, there's veins and ligaments oh. back there. It, and I was looking at my inventory going, I want to put this in my house. <laughs> but apparently, it's this a quest item. <laughs> so I need to find this quest for this item. But I, won't, I don't want to let it go because, I mean, it's disgusting. But, man, it's right. like the most cool, disgusting item I've had in the game. It's the most epic, disgusting, raunchy thing I've ever seen in my and life. I, I showed a picture of it. I took a screenshot of it, and I showed it to Varwin and Lou in the chat room before the show. It's, it's pretty disgusting. I, I explored further, and when, as I was exploring, I came across another area that had three snow bears. And as I was killing these three snow bears, I got attacked by a dragon. <laughs> and I'm not joking here. I'm not embellishing <laughs> anything. I was killing three snow bears who refused to attack the dragon with me. I had a dragon attacking me nonstop. I killed all three snow bears and then killed a dragon. Wow. And then four cockroaches were nearly killing me. <laughs> that, no, so I took off three snow bears and a dragon all at once and survived it no problem. Well, what kind of damage were these, these you know, uh, whatever they're called, charis, were, were giving you? Was it like poison damage and it was just eating away your health? Maybe because I had four of them on me and they were all spitting at me and biting at me. Yeah. I was just ah. confused. I was like, oh, oh dear Lord, no. Yeah. That might have been it. Oh, there is a joke. If you'll, if you'll just indulge me for one moment here. Um, I just want to let our listeners know, you know, we don't come off like experts in this game. And there's a reason for that because we're not. You know, <laughs> yeah. we don't we don't know everything about the game. You know, we, we play the game as much as we possibly can. But, you know, that's also limited. You know, we, we podcast the, about the game because we seriously enjoy it. Um, so if we don't know exactly what we're you know talking about, you know, we don't we don't think it's a problem. Some of you out there might. You know, just go a little easy on us, all right? <laughs> you know, we do the best we can, okay? <laughs> so, sorry. I had, I had an email that called me out on every single little mistake in pronunciation I made yeah. in the last seven or six episodes. I, well, I mean, I didn't get a chance to even read that email. I mean, was was, was, he be, was the guy being, you know, factual or was he being obnoxious? Both. Oh. Yeah, came so across cool. both. Totally not like, cool. Okay, well, yeah, I know. I make mistakes. I'm human. Um, that's why we have a lot of listeners that write in, so all these good tips and all these goodies and all the good stuff, and we really love all those. Um, you know, speaking of which, okay, guys, we've, we've got a whole lot of DLC info, but I want to kind of shift next week, next episode's you know, train of thought for emails, and I really want to know what your guys' favorite dungeon is. All right? Even if, if it's just some kind of random dungeon off the middle of nowhere, go in-game, find the name of it, rough area where it's at and tell us about it i want to know like i just still found this this lighthouse and what made it cool was the fact i got two chests for one but i got this really insane item the dungeon itself was was very was was standard with a whole lot of cockroaches but um (laughs) despite that fact (laughs) i really enjoyed that item because it was just fuck 
You know, that's just that's just so shameful. A lot of cockroaches. I mean, what, what the maid doesn't come in? Come Honestly on. Honestly not. I mean, geez, there are some big roaches. Someone really should call the house Carl. You know, or or when Lou apparently <laughs> is done with the house Carl, maybe she'll go clean. <laughs> so um I'm almost done. <laughs> I had one, another thing, guys. Okay. I had so much fun robbing all those um, potion clerks blind. Right. That I got a wild hair. I got a wild hair up my tush to go and try to rob every single city completely blind, one at a time. And I seriously took me hours, but I did a few of them. The ones that I were able this week to completely rob blind. I mean, every house, every inn, every yard, (laughs) every shop, everything. I took. Everything. <laughs> oh, um, goodness. I completely robbed Dawnstar, which is easy. Uh, I did Winterhold, not as easy. Then I decided to pick up the pace, and I wanted, really, 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 really wanted to rob um, Mr. Ulfric blind. So I went and did Winterhold, or Winhelm, sorry. Mm-hmm. Winhelm was tough. It was, there were was some tough parts of doing Winhelm. Why, now, why was Winhelm tougher? More people. Ah, and I had to. The shops were not easy. And but my <laughs> face calm. The kids. Some way to just like incapacitate Don't. the kids because they would sit there in the chair in the middle of the shop at four o'clock in the morning. You're not supposed to be here. Can I get some privacy? I'm calling the guards. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be asleep, kid? Hey, Come kid, on. Where's your parents? Go to sleep. Go to bed. I'm trying to rob you. <laughs> I'll make this quick. Here, here's a stick. Go get the stick, kid. Come on. Go get the stick. Go to bed. Go, go, go. (laughs) Get the stick. (laughs) Now apparently there's a stick for children. (laughs) I have two kids. I love kids, so don't get me wrong. Right. Um, But, yeah, that was annoying as sin. Because there was one kid in – because I went – my epic robbery that I finished up last night was I did um, (laughs) – I had a brain fart. I did Solitude. Okay. We went through solitude and robbed everything, including the emperor's room. That was tough because of the guards. But uh, it was really, really funny robbing some of these shops because it, at night, it's really not a good idea to rob shops because there's always someone awake, like an annoying kid sitting on a chair in the middle of the shop. Right. Asking you why you're in his house taking all of his parents' stuff. Exactly. So, <laughs> at four in the morning. <laughs> so what I, would, what I would do is I actually go in the store and do it during the day when the store was open. Now, mind you, I have I've, I've developed a really high a really high sneak skill from you know doing a thieves quest chain or well, parts of it and right. robbing Dawnstar, Winterhold, and Windhelm. I would imagine at this so, point you yeah, probably are an expert sneaker. Point, probably like seventy or eighty, but uh, <laughs> my lock picking went up thirty levels. <laughs> so I'm like eighty oh, around that. God. Uh, so I would go to the store and I would actually wait. And this is my one of my tips for the day, guys. When you're sneaking, I'll go in the rest of it later. It's like I would walk in, and I'd see an item that I wanted, so I would crouch in the sneak. And as, as, and as soon as it went, you know, no one saw me, I grabbed the item, went up, went out of sneak. And no one noticed. I go to the next item, crouch. As soon as I went into hidden, grab it, went back up again. And I went behind the store clerks. And they always have, like, a weapon, go figure, and some gold in that little shelf behind the, sh- behind the counter. Right, probably to scare off robbers. Behind him, in sneak, they couldn't see me, and they're standing right there. The <laughs> bottom's right in front of me, and I'm sitting there just grabbing everything around him on the shelf and around the, underneath the shelf, <laughs> looking in their pockets. Oh, that's cool. me. Going behind him, stealing everything else on the shelf. So yeah, I robbed everything blind. I got, I actually put a tally of how much gold. I got ten thousand nine hundred twenty-six gold. 
Oh my god. god. <laughs> Lord. I got 46 gems. I got, um, no, I got 14 gems. I had 46 hides for my blacksmithing. I yeah. had stolen 22 iron bars. And the the dishes and everything like that well, was somewhere in the hundreds. Um, <clears throat> dishes? You took the dishes? Yes. You took the wooden spoons and forks and cups too? <laughs> well, it's nice to know when we go to Joe's house, we, he's got, you know, placement for 1,500 people. Mind you. Um... <laughs> oh, I found something really cool to actually put in my house in uh, – in the starting area. I'm my brain farting right now. I got so many things going on, but, um, <laughs> I found a firebug in a jar in one of the houses. Okay. I thought it was really cool. Cause he had this little glow bug in the jar and I didn't, yeah. see, I haven't seen that anywhere else in the game. So I stole it. Yeah, I would too. I totally want that right now. Where is it? So it was in one of the homes in, uh, I want to say Windhelm. Windhelm. Yeah. Windhelm. Okay. So, okay. I'll see if I can... Robin them blind next. So I, I've got this giant jar sitting on my counter. I'll take a screenshot of it for you guys later on. So I put it on the ground. I picked it up and put it right on my counter, right on the table, right there in the middle of the room. It looks all pretty. like, <gasps> I can decorate. So I took all my dishes out, the ones I liked, and little odds and ends I found and was putting crap all over the place. So my house is full of junk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I could imagine. I am the first Skyrim hoarder. <laughs> Yeah. Extreme hoarder Skyrim style. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a he's got stacks and stacks of, of, of plates stacked four to ceiling in the back. <laughs> oh, and in my travels, I found the hottest NPC in the game. And I seriously think I'm in love. Right. It was probably Lou's house, Carl. <sighs> Her name is Karita. <laughs> Karita. Karita. Oh, Karita. She's in the Dawn Star oh, She's the she's the um the, she the bard? Um, bard there. And when you do the, the nude mod, she doesn't have anything really covering anything, so it's... Ah, uh, Karita. <laughs> I guess Karita's dead then. <laughs> no. I just sit there and just... Can you play this for me? Can you play that for me? Anyway, um... No, she can't sing. But that, that doesn't matter. Yeah, Mistress is saying she can't sing. <laughs> it's like, you're fat um, important. Mistress, with some of the, you know, the voices of the guys, I mean, I look at her going... You're so well animated. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, my tip, you have more pollies than the other girls. <laughs> my my hat's off to uh, the designer who did you. from Bethesda. Anyway, so a couple of tips, guys. This is kind of playing off my, my playthrough this week. Um, Wait, read Joe. Yes. What happened What happened to the, the, the bug in the jar? It's sitting happily on my counter. Oh, you swiped yeah. it? Yeah, I, I, I took it, I put it on the ground, picked it up, put it on the table that I wanted, and it sits there nice and, and happy. So I went and logged out of the game even, went back in the game, went back into my house to make sure it was still there, and everything's still there. Oh, I thought like you were going to tell me something about, you know, you set it free, and then it was like following you, and it helped you kill the dragon. And That would be really <laughs> epic. No, you can't. It's actually an actual <laughs> item. So oh, it okay. just sits there. It looks uh, really okay. cool, but it was like it was one of the more unique items I found, and I stole everything, so I know. Right? Yeah. Well, we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark Harth and Rifton and two others are still on my list to rob blind. I'll get to that this week. 
But yeah, I found of things to do. I figured, why not? Kill orphanage matron, check. Why buy everything when I can just get it? Well, anyway, short story. Make this this last part short. I had enough leather and enough iron to go from level eighty to level one hundred in blacksmithing, from robbing everybody blind. Right. Thanks to everyone in the game's donation yeah. that they unwittingly gave you. <laughs> I had something like a hundred and eighty-two leather bracers. Wow. Um. So, yeah, but I'm saving those for enchanting, which is a pain in the neck to get leveled up because I cannot find those gems. Even when I go questing, like people say to go do and find gems, I don't get enough. Anyway, um, so I got my dragon armor, and I was completely giddy and happy. I had so much bone and scale on me from dragons, I had 622 pounds on me out of the 470 I can carry. So I was literally crawling from shop to shop. and um, I'll get there eventually. In, in, in winter Hang on. In, until I got my dragon armor made, and I got a potion to make it legendary, and it's insane. And I made wow. myself a Daedric bow from one of the Daedric hearts that I found. Yeah, I saw the uh, picture you sent me on my phone, you know, last night when I was at work. And <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah, I could tell. You're like, oh, I got my dragon armor. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to. I couldn't reply to you because I was, you know, I was at work. I had to, you know, do you that do thing, thing I do. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> I could tell how excited you were. <laughs> totally cool. And it looks sweet. Yeah, it does. I can't wait to make that. <laughs> With my Daedric two-hand hammer, which, oh, by the way, all the guards are always saying, that is one big hammer. Oh, whoa now. <laughs> oh, hey. Yeah. Hey. No, it, oh, what hey up? Now. hey oh. <laughs> And then with my hey, Daedric yo. bow, I just feel unstoppable. And I am. What kind of um, what kind of specs does the uh, the dragon armor have that you made? You know what's funny about the whole spec thing is we had a lot of people writing into us with their whole eping, with telling us with their armor and their bow and their weapons and how much damage ratio there is. What it really comes down to is like there's a base damage to them, yes, but there um, it all depends on your skills and your enchantments, which really determines the actual number on it. So I don't have. I've spent so much time crafting, and I'm at level 34, level 35, that I haven't gone out and gotten my heavy armor rating up, and I haven't enchanted anything yet. And so with just the base of the dragon armor, with the um, legendary enchant, or the improvement on it, it's 214. Hmm, wow. Which is it's pretty weak for some people. I've heard people saying, you know, I had 316 on my armor, and, and blah, blah, blah. Well... Yeah, when I get enchanted, I actually put skill points into it. I'm sure I'll be up there on that at, 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 at some point, too, when I'm level 52 or whatever. But uh, for my level and for what I'm doing, it's actually a lot of a... It's a big boost ahead of everything else because I don't take damage. I don't. A dragon yeah. sit there and chomp on me and I'm just t- laughing is just tickling me. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> nom, nom, nom. Good boy, good boy. Black, he's dead. Yeah. Cistern in the chat room is saying, uh, plus light dragon armor is, is light, so it lets you be super fast, yes. even still. It's like, one of the cool things about dragon armor is you can make scale dragon armor or the plate dragon armor for mm-hmm. light or heavy armor. And I did the heavy armor, of course. So, yeah, I have enough of my playthrough. I can go on all day. So, quick tips, guys. Read journals. They start quests sometimes, oftentimes. They give you clues to hidden items within that dungeon. You find them often. And they give you a really cool side of the story that you would never see otherwise. So when you see a journal, pick it up, read it. It could lead to something pretty awesome. 
um, just like the whole instance with Lighthouse. I sat there and read every journal, and the story really came out to me, and I felt sorry for these people that got slaughtered as I carried his remains with me. Um, tip number two for the master thief in all of us, you got to plan. If you're going to do what I did and try to rob everything blind all the time, plan your attack. Okay. When it comes to homes and private residence, you want to do it, wait until about 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, okay, and wait in a crowded area. That way, when you come back from waiting, you'll see that all the NPCs will automatically stop and go, oh, wait, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and they'll start walking away to their homes. So you want to wait okay. about 10 to 15 minutes until they go to their homes, and go. they're going to go right to their houses, and then they're going to go straight to bed. As soon as they hit their bed, they're asleep. So wait 10 to 15 minutes. You go into the house, they're asleep, you're sneaking. It's like it's a smorgasbord of goodies. You can take whatever you want and just leave right out the door. So I'd wait till so you find the one kid sitting at 4 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> That's where the next part comes to. When it comes to shops, and well, when it comes to like the Yarl Yarl palaces, go ahead and do those the same time you do homes. That way, the Yarl sleeping. Oh, and I'm I'm mad because Ulfric and his cheap and his cheapness only had 20 gold in his room, and that was it. Nothing else. Yeah, I, I that might speak to the fact that he's a big spender since he only had 20 gold on him. Uh, cheapskate. <laughs> he's funding rebellion joe what do you want he'll be broke <laughs> and one tip instead of doing like i did and, and stealing everything blind go through and, and take what you need i'm not encouraging being a thief but whatever yes i am um in this game i'm encouraging being a thief <laughs> uh, you needed all those plates didn't you <laughs> try to steal items that, cups. <laughs> that you can use for trade skills potions things like that because when you steal an item, I don't know how many people or listeners know this. I'm sure a lot of our advanced listeners definitely know this. When you steal an item, it has stolen on it, and you cannot sell it to a regular vendor. You have to go through um, certain vendors to like the Thieves Guild in order to get rid of them. So instead of going to that headache of trying to get the, and do that, just get enchantable items, um, steal gold, you know, get things that will crafting items like ignits, potion ingredients, soul gems, and so on that you can actually use because whether it's stolen or not has no effect on you being able to use it for enchanting or blacksmithing or potion making. So all that stuff you can do pretty efficiently. And you can steal based on what you need. Like I was looking for soul gems, so I went to all the the uh, resident enchanters for all the Jarls and stole all their soul gems. And some of the shops had nice stores of them. So that's a good way of doing it. And if you want potions, obviously go to the potion shops. If you want ignits, you go to the blacksmithing. A little extra way of getting something for free. I'm doing air quotes here. So that's my quick little two tips for this episode. And we're going to move on to our roundtable because our first beginning of the show went way too long thanks to me. Welcome to the Battered Mare. What can I get you? And we are in the Bannered Mare. We didn't have too much no- news yet again, so we, and we had a good positive um, feedback from our listeners on this little uh, segment, so we decided to go ahead and do it again for you this week. Um, the listener that we plant that we originally had promised to join us this week for this is not available so it's just going to be the three of us and Ivarwin, you want to go over the question yeah sure um i thought it'd be a good time since this this idea of an mmo 
from Bethesda came out, um, I thought it'd be a nice idea if we just kind of, you know, discussed a little bit about what, what we would expect. Um, now, here's here's a little history. All right. On January 9th, uh, Zenimax Media announced that Bethesda Softworks has wanted court battle against Interplay Entertainment to cancel their license to develop a Fallout MMO. I don't know if, you know, a lot of the listeners out there were aware, but there was a Fallout MMO in the works until about a couple of years ago when a cease and desist order was sent to Interplay Entertainment regarding it. Um, I don't know exactly what the the reasons were, um, but it happened. And there was a long court battle regarding the, the licensing and, you know, Zenimax Media wanted to have their license revoked from them for a number of different reasons. It goes on and on and on. Um, but basically, all right, Zenimax Media won their court battle against Interplay. So the Fallout MMO, which was in the works, is now no longer going to be done by Interplay. And everyone believes that Zenimax Media, Bethesda, is going to be taking over the, the IP once again. So, everyone's been getting really excited. A Fallout MMO is in the works, and it's, it's well, no, not, no, not necessarily not. in the works. See, the thing is, is that they retain their rights just in case they wanted to in the future. There is actually no announced plans to do one. Right, which is what I was, I was dr- trying to get at. I misspoke. It's, <laughs> it's not necessarily in the works, but everyone's kind of, like, assuming that, you know, since they dragged Interplay through a huge court battle over you know the the rights to their ip that they probably will um but since you said you know and since you brought out the fact that nothing has really been announced um it kind of raises the question if bethesda decides to make an mmo should they make a fallout mmo or do you think they should make an elder scrolls if so why and what kind, like, what do we want to see from Bethesda regarding an MMO? So if they make an MMO, what what do we want to see from it? I thought about this for a long time, actually. And, yeah. you know, there's two two routes to this, really. Um, I naturally want to see a Elder Scrolls MMO. I think the, if they can do it with the same format and idea they did with, uh, with uh, Skyrim, it could be absolutely amazing and completely unique. However... On the flip side, it's still another fantasy MMO, and those are all over the place. Yeah. And, you know, Fallout would be more of a apocalyptic. I cannot talk. You know, bad stuff in Apocalyptic? the Apocalyptic? Yeah, that one. <laughs> Apocalyptic. <laughs> boom, boom. Ah, ee, ooh, we're mutated. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that would be... Yeah. A fun way of doing it, looking at two, would be a little bit different. But you know what? I didn't care for Fallout 3. And I didn't touch New Vegas. Um, I didn't like the aiming system at all. Yeah, because you could shoot, aim and shoot at the hand or the arm and the face. Everyone else shoots at the head anyway. It didn't... That kind of thing really wouldn't fit. It, it would fit in an MMO. But, I, you know, when I'm playing some kind of shooter-based, futuristic type of game that, that deals with guns, I want freeform aim. To me, that's a lot more entertaining. So, I mean, yeah, a Fallout 1 would be a lot more... It would be a lot different than your standard MMO. And it would it would really thrive on that idea. It would really do well, I think, on that. But they would need to change a lot about the Fallout play style in order to really make it work for a lot of people. Well, 
Well, here's the thing. All right, especially regarding the freeform aiming. All right, they did change that in New Vegas, and that was one of my favorite things about New Vegas was that not only could you use the uh, the VATS system, you could also use their their brand new iron sights system, which was basically freeform aiming in first person mode, and you just use the iron sights on your gun and just pick it right up and you know pick off what what you could and it it was really popular because a lot of people felt the same way that you did okay yeah so i mean if they were to you know make a fallout mmo i think they would probably translate the you know the vats system and iron sights aiming system into it as well Well, let's get real here we're not making a, a, a a fallout you know podcast here we're making a skyrim podcast because skyrim is absolutely epic and the reason why it's epic is because of the system it uses, the way you level. Something like that. Getting out of that traditional MMO leveling system of, um, you know, you do a kill, you get certain XP for it. And going to the leveling system that Skyrim introduced, where depending on what you do is how you level and leveling right. those skills, that would be insanely cool for an MMO. And, you know, Bethesda has the skill to do it. They created a single-player MMO for crying out loud. Oh, of course, of course. It would not be hard for them to create, you know, Elder Scrolls Six, the MMO. <laughs> I think, and I believe wholeheartedly that they could do an amazing job, and it'd be a huge hit. Lou, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I wouldn't mind them doing an Elder Scrolls type MMO. Um, even as Joe mentioned, the fact that there are tons of them out there, whether it's pay to play or the free to play ones. You know, there's just a smorgasbord of fantasy MMOs out there to, to take part of. But I think with the Skyrim universe, it's much more. I think it appeals to the players better, you know, uh, or more, I should say. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Ahead, I just had a. We've got so many emails from, you know, other our, our listeners who want to see DLC content from the other worlds. Or the other the, the other um, continents from this world, which I always forget the name of for some reason. Tamriel. Tamriel, thank you. Mm-hmm. No, we we just have you know a, a bumper called Tamriel Times, but anyway. <laughs> uh, if they create an MMO and incorporated all of Tamriel to like put everything together, oh, oh yeah, I get scared. Yeah. I get all excited. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. you were saying, Lou. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would like to see if they are thinking about doing an Elder Scrolls type MMO. You know, maybe even start it up to where, like you just said, incorporate all of the Elder Scrolls. Like, hey, you know what? Maybe you do start off as in Daggerfall, you know, and then work your way up to, you know, Shivering Isles, and then on to Skyrim and so forth. You know, uh, but make it free for, make it like, how can I say, it? make it a sandbox if they can. I mean, the way the game is designed now as a single player RPG. I think it would work, which translates well over into as an MMO, you know, especially with the mechanics they've got going and the gameplay. It, I, I think it would be a nice change of pace to the, you know, oh, I need 47,000 XP to get to the next level and then I get to train these skills, blah, 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 blah. No. You know, I, I think a lot of people are looking for different ways to enjoy the gameplay experience and not have to worry about, you know, that 500 XP they need just to ding. They open up a whole new area to explore and so forth. No, it's just here's the game world. Here's what you have to do: go out there, explore, and play the game. You know, leveling is secondary. It's just there. Yeah, 
I think you I know, think it, there's between between the two games. I think the both of them together would certain things about one game, certain things about the other game. I should say, um, if they were to incorporate those those systems and those features together, you know, would definitely make it well, well, the ultimate MMO practically. Yeah. Well, right. just turn off PvP. I know a lot of people wouldn't like that, but you know, maybe allow dueling, but don't have really PvP as a dominant feature in the game. That way you don't have to worry about whole balancing and all that garbage. That way people can play the way they want, and you can use this well, kind of system. However, if you listen to the PvP market, you know, PvP market says, you know, they're the driving force behind every game now. It's like, um, no, you're not. You're not. Not even close. <laughs> you're just the most vocal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just the most vocal on any game forum Biggest that's out babies. there. It's like you guys... <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not gonna say guys, you know, because I've seen female PVPers too. Like, you know, just players in general, PVP players who think that their PVP skills make them the best people in the world. It's like, hey, you know what? It's a game. If you need this to give yourself some sort of self-importance, then you have some deeper issues in mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, nothing breaks a game faster than trying to balance around PVP issues. You know. Hearing people say, oh, I'm a healer, I should be able to take down a tank. No, you're a healer. You're not built for that. Okay, yeah. that's a sad truth. You're Re- a cleric. You're not taking down a paladin. Sorry. Regarding, you know, regarding the, you know, Star Wars Old Republic, you know, MMO, they, they put a sure foot down and said this game is not really for PvP. We'll have it, but it's not going to be balanced for it. And I think I think that's kind of a good step to go on regarding MMOs because, like you said, you know, Lou, nothing breaks a game faster than than making an MMO that's that strives to be a PVE centered game and then making class balance changes to, you know, make the PVPers um, feel like they're they're accomplished in doing what what they're doing and and they're happy too. You know, if you want to, I think you got to make an MMO either one or the other, and have a tiny little taste of the secondary as well. Right. Else, you totally start from scratch and build the game around having both models in play, but not having, but making sure that neither affects the other. Meaning, yeah, you have your PvP gear, your PvP skill set, but guess what? The moment you start doing PvE content, that goes away. You know, right. those bonuses that you get. Those abilities get get grayed out because hey, you're doing PvE. You're in a four man, a five man dungeon, PvE content. You're not doing PvP, so guess what? Swap out your gear, swap out your you know your skill sets, and play PvE content. You know, conversely, so, if you're gonna go into the PvP zone, again, swap out your gear, swap out your skill sets. So Joe, like, why do you think that that now let's let's just say this for for you know sake of argument, okay? You know, we're we're primarily gonna be talking about Skyrim being an MMO because mm-hmm. you know. I, you know, Joe had some good ideas, you know, and I kind of agree that, you know, even though I would like to see, um, you know, Fallout 3 become an MMO, you know, I think there's problems with that right now. I don't think the world is big enough. I don't think they fleshed out enough with the world yet in order to make that an MMO. Right. And I think, the, you know, I think a, an Elder Scrolls MMO would be a lot better to, you know, because they already have so many different the lore there. They have the exactly. lore. They have this right. giant world there. It's all set. Right, um, they've been building. They've been building the Elder Scrolls, you know, Tamriel world for you know twenty years now. So I mean, there's just a tremendous amount. So they have a huge fan base. So it's not like they're going to be opening this, this MMO without people that are going to blindly follow into it, regardless of what it is. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Me, I'm I, one I'm of sure, them. Like, I was going to say, like, I'm sure the three of yeah. us would be one of them. 
Oh um, hell yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> so then, so then, Joe, let me ask you this. All right, if now that we now that we know we're talking about a an Elder Scrolls MMO for sure. Um, mm-hmm. All right, that we would like to see on this show. Why would you think an Elder Scrolls MMO should be more PVE versus PVP? It depends on what kind of... Well, because honestly, let's get real here. Every single MMO has balancing issues based off of PvP. And if you don't have PvP environment, you're not going to have the balancing issues. It's not going to be the same kind of, oh, we have to tweak this because it's too powerful. People are getting killed by this person so much they're complaining. In PvE, you're working together. Who cares? You want someone to be overpowered. (laughs) You know, we want your tank to be able to take those hits better than anybody else. Now, how far are you willing to take that? Are you are you saying you really even have to go by? And the nice thing about this system is you don't have to go by class. You don't have to have a class. You don't have to have a tank, a healer, because the the guy who's in there taking the hits right now, he can run out, run out, heal himself up while someone else runs in there, beats on things for a while, and swap out. You don't have to have class because this is the nice thing about Skyrim is there's no classes, there's no balancing. Well, that's a strength and a weakness because if you think about it. You know, you're always going to need, like, let's say you you group up together, okay? You're 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 going to need everyone to have some kind of different role than the guy next to you. Why? Seriously, now think about this. If you all go in, just think about the way that the current model of Skyrim is set up, okay? And you take and you multiply difficulty as a mobs, mm-hmm. right? Let's say three times, and you go into right. an, a dungeon that's supposed to be around three to four people, and you're all assassins. You all have sneak, and you all have your bow multiplier, all that kind of good stuff up. Who's to say that you guys can't go in there and with your combined three damage, wipe out that entire place without ever being seen? Well, someone, someone's got to, you know, heal themselves, and and I mean, you've got to, well, you got to have someone yeah. healing. Well, they're going on the same play styles. What you're doing now on your own. I am my own healer. I'm my own tank. I am my own DPS. Right. It can play the same way with more people. Everybody's their own tank, their own healer, their own DPS. Yeah, but that that sort of like infers that people are going to play the game, you know, 100% paying attention, you know, 100%, you know, knowing what they need and watching their own health, 100%. Like, how do you scale a fight with that? You know, because the the mob is going to have only X amount of hit points. And you are only going to do X amount of DPS. I could seriously go in all day, all day about this because I, I can see the mechanics in the background in my head as we're doing as we're talking, and right. I can see how it can work. But I'm not going to get into it because we are running very long. But what I want to say is, I just brain farted on this completely. Oh, um, <laughs> one of the major major problems with an MMO right now is the Holy Trinity, and what I mean by Holy Trinity is that tank healer DPS mentality. Yeah, and we and and we know that in the MMO you know world that we we should you know break away from that, which is why Skyrim is so is so popular, and I think it's popular because of the way it plays, and because and it, it does break that that trinity that you're talking about. There would have about. to be a little minor tweaks here and there, like in how crafting is done and that kind of thing, but you can actually take that playstyle and you could make it work on a more massive environment with multiple people. Now, however, I think that PvP would break that idea, in a way. I mean, unless you do, like, concise, or, or not concise, but one-on-one PvP, like a duel, or, like, an arena that you can go into and battle each other. That way, there's no real, what's the word I'm looking for, competitive, too over-competitive nature that causes all these people to cry on forums and make 
these MMO developers say, okay, well, we have to rebalance this, this, and this, which screws everything up for people who are playing the PvE, which is a player versus environment, and just doing their thing with their groups. Right. If you keep those mm-hmm. two as just one, one environment and not separated like that, everything, like, yeah, yeah there's going to be balancing. They may, have, they may have to tweak some of the things and, like, say, two-hand swords, because if you do it with this combination, it might be a little bit too powerful, you know? Yeah, but those little minor things are no big deal. That's what we expect. That's what we need from an MMO. We want that constantly changing environment. It can work, and you, you you can do it in such a way where you can get rid of that holy trinity as a staple. So you don't have to sit there as a because you want to play damage. That's your play style you like doing, and you have to sit there and wait literally half a day for a tank to come along so you can go to this dungeon that you need to get done. All right, uh, Lou. Um. I think we kind of, you know, all agree that if they were to make an Elder Scrolls MMO, that it would probably be best to ally itself with a a more PvP base. Uh, Rather, a PvE, rather. Excuse me. A PvE Mm -hmm. base. All right. Mm -hmm. But, Lou, how how willing are you, how far are you willing to go to exclude um, PvP? from this this model so far would you be willing to take it out utterly or just leave it to like let's say a coliseum type in cyrodiil um thing where you know if you want to pvp you go to the coliseum in cyrodiil and there's you know quests to you know involve yourself there or would you have a mix of that with open world or just strict open world like how how would you how far would you be willing to exclude this or include it well i think I'm never going to say to exclude PvP from MMO because it is out there now. It's been out in so many games. I, I believe my own personal opinion now that players expect at least some sort of PvP model to be set in games that come out um, because they do want to test themselves against other players. Mm-hmm. You know, play against AI is one thing, but you know, nothing beats uh, or nothing comes close to you know trying to tackle another thinking player that can react to you or faster than you. You know, or into it as to what you're going to do based on what they see of you. You know, right. that kind there's of, a particular skill with that. You yeah, know? It and taps uh, into that that ultimate hunting experience that you know everyone's everyone's got inside them. We all have a competitive exactly, nature. But, yeah. Right. But again, I, I would kind of restrict it to with uh, uh, Elder Scrolls MMO to maybe, as you said, coliseums. Yeah, like uh, how me and like, like, take like a, place a couple episodes it. ago, I was talking to Mike and how. He's all saying that he's a, he has a very similar type of character that I do and how epic he is. I want to take him on. He's my best friend, but I want to bragging rights if I after I you know wipe the floor with him. Um, love you, Mike. Anyway, yeah, go ahead, Lou. Yeah, it, it, it's it should be the Coliseum or designated areas or just allow players to do with each other. Okay, if they want to do that, mm-hmm. but open world would bring in the PvP balancing issues as yeah. always because people will cry and say that because I'm soloing, four people ganked me and it's not fair that four of them killed me in two seconds. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I could, right. I could definitely... You're by yourself. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely no, see that. I could definitely see um, that. When you're when you're balancing the classes, you know, uh, for, for PvP, you're really... If it's strictly just to a Coliseum type scenario, you're really looking at, you know, uh, 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, 4v4, and then you can get an idea of, all right, where should these be? Instead of 
you know, entertaining the possibility of how could PvP work in a in a one v three or a one v two, and how would it how would the game sort of balance and scale in the classes, you know, in right. that regard. I think the biggest problem, yeah, the biggest problem the I thing see is so about, far is the nice that, thing about MMO Skyrim. Sorry again, Lou, is that there is no classes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And, true. And and that's and that will probably bring a whole issue with other players who are so used to being typeset into a class saying, well, I play a tank. I should be able to do this, this, and this against other classes. Other hmm. players. Right. You know, and, and that's the biggest thing, too, because I guess the biggest, biggest uh, the crux of the matter is, from what I've seen, players want their one class to be able to hold their own against the other seven, other eight, other twelve, regardless of what they are. So, if you're, I'll use EQ2 for an example. If I'm an illusionist, I should be able to take on someone who's a ranger, or a paladin with no issues. I, I'm sorry. W- where do you get this this feeling of you should be viable against every, anything and everything? You know, games like this are built around teamwork. Mm-hmm. You know, the group effort. <clears throat> right. There's um, got to be some kind of class combination where one is overwhelmingly, you know, powerful against the other, and that's just you know the way it is. And people have to. You that's know, just the way it used- is. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, if, if if people actually think about it for a second, it's like this is the fantasy world. Okay. Why does Conan fear mages, wizards in the movies and the books? Because they can kick his ass if he's you know, if they've got distance on him. They'll just fireball his ass to death. I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> you have to edit that out. Yeah. Okay. They're gonna fireball, lightning storm him to death until he closes the gap. Right. Okay. All right. Conversely, the wizard knows the moment Conan gets into the sword range, he or she's a dead duck. <laughs> one swing of that broadsword, their head's coming off. All right. Well, you know. So again. We are going long, guys. I'm sorry I have to break yeah. you off there. Uh, this I think is definitely we've answered the question, right? This is definitely yeah. a topic that I know for I for one I could go on a lot more on. Um, I just one little quick thing, guys. This would have to be a PV, PVE based type of, of of environment because look at the lore, look at the world. It's all about the PVE. That's right. what you're doing when you're playing the single player. That's what everyone loves. Right. And yeah, okay. So our general consensus, guys, is that. We like to see a Skyrim one. We like to see a PvE base, but with elements of PvP on a choice basis, like, say, in an arena environment. Yeah, yeah. We definitely want to, you know, if, if Bethesda does an MMO, we would like to see, you know, an Elder Scrolls skin to it, you know, incorporating, you know, all of the provinces that exist in Tamriel, you know, make it, you know, PvE-centric. And um, let's see, what else? Yeah, I think, yeah, that was, I think that we answered all the parts of the question. Sweet. Sweet. Good question. Right. Jeez, right. you know what we should do? We What's should that? seriously consider like we should seriously consider like doing doing an episode every now and again that's strictly like, you know, a forty five minute long uh round table discussion. Maybe get some of the listeners in on the call as well. Yeah, we can think about it and talk about it off the air. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a cool idea. All right, guys, let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back with crafting time. All right. For today's interlude, we decided to go ahead and give you guys a sample of Star Wars Off the Record with the intro and a couple of bumpers. We hope you enjoy.
The Quest Network is proud to present Star Wars Off the Record. to the fleet. Oh, Lord Vader. We would be honored if you would join us. Ow! Son of a bitch! And we are Back in crafting table, we have one mod to talk about because it's kind of an epic mod. Um, Ivarwin, what do we have today? We have Dovahkiin Hideout by Shock. You can find this again on hmm, <laughs> Nexus, Skyrim Nexus, <laughs> uh, SkyrimNexus.com. And the reason why I'm featuring this one this week is because it's uh, it's got a lot of things that. I thought should should be in in the game. All right. Now let me explain exactly what this is to you. Dovahkiin Hideout is an instanced basement. Okay, it's a mod that creates an instanced hideout slash basement in your house that you've purchased in any one of the towns. And what it's going to do is several several things. All right. Number one. Uh, to start off with, when you go inside, there's going to be five entrances, and each one of those entrances will give you access to the house you purchased in all of the different all the different uh, towns in in Skyrim. So if you bought a house in Whiterun, and then you bought a house in you know Dawnstar, and then there's you no know, house in uh, Dawnstar. Okay, so then you didn't buy a house in Dawnstar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but there goes that thing I was talking about in the beginning of the show. We're not experts. <laughs> Actually, the five houses you can get are in Markarth, Solitude, uh, White Run, Windhelm, and Riften. Okay, so if you bought all of those houses, <laughs> you can you can get access to them from the hideout. So let's say you you go into your house in White Run, you go into your little basement. All right, and then when you're in your basement, you figure, ah, oh, you know what? Let me go to my house in Markarth. There's going to be a door in that basement to teleport you automatically to Markarth. 
So that's that's one big thing that it does. Um, you have to obviously have purchased the house, and you have to have the key to the house. So that's number one. Um, it also has an enchanting table and alchemy table inside. So even though you may have fully furnished your your one house, um, you may not have an enchanting table or an alchemy table or both in them. This will have that for you. So in one place you get an enchanting and alchemy table. But it doesn't stop there. You also get a woodcutter, a smithy, crafting bench, smelter, skinning rack. There's 20 weapon racks, 12 weapon plaques of all different types to display your weapons, four display cases, one one display case that allows for um, you know weapons placed inside of it, which apparently is in its testing phase. Um, there's nine normal mannequins and then two mini ones to put your your armor onto and display those. Has ten storage chests, four satchels, and a nice large area to uh, to decorate. So as all well. that stuff that you steal, you can just decorate that. Right, like Joe, this would be perfect for you. <laughs> it would, but right. it's, in some ways, people can consider this as a kind of a cheat. But when you really think about it. You can instant port to any city anyway, so it doesn't really make a difference. Um, and you can find, in most cases, in some of your houses, you don't get all these options. Like, you don't get a smithy, you don't get a woodcutter, you don't get a smelter. But you can get, you know, alchemy table, enchanting table. This is just another way of, I like it, actually. I like the idea of it, and lots of ways of, different, of displaying all kinds of goodies. I mean, lots. Yeah. A lot more than any other house. So, um, yeah, I could definitely... You definitely get into this. Yeah, I, I mean, you can always, you know, like like we were talking in the chat room during the break. You know, any mod that we feature, you know, in the game is is obviously not intended in the game immediately upon immediate release of that of the game. So you can find a way to, you know, exploit that mod and cheat the game. But you know, so we we don't like to to cover cheats on the on the mod part of the show. But what what we do like to cover are, excuse me, um, mods that you know, aren't intended to be exploited, aren't intended to be cheats. And I don't think this one really qualifies as, as a cheat or an exploit. Um, it, it takes everything that, that you you are going to use in the game. All right, let's face it. We're two months into the game by now, almost yeah. three. That, and, yep. you know, I mean, like, how annoying is it to go find an alchemy table at this point? If it's not <laughs> already in your house. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's there'll, be, yeah, there'll be plenty of cases where I wanted to go to different houses, but I had to go and sit there and fast travel and then go run to the house and then get into it. And it takes a lot of zoning. It takes a lot of time. This would actually cut down on that a lot. Right. And, and think about it. Like how, you know, how different, how different is it going from white run and then fast traveling to Markarth into your other house to get to that enchanting table or that alchemy table or that woodcutter or whatever you got, you know, in, in that, I mean, it's, you know, you're fast traveling anyway. Let's face it. Okay, no one's no right. one's walking. And if you don't want to fast travel, you've got the cart. You know, the the horse-drawn uh, carriage outside that's going to take you, and that's just the same thing. And by the way, I think that the Markarth house is the coolest house in the game. I, I, I like that uh, that uh, Dwarven look. Anyway. Okay. Well, <laughs> you can you can fast travel to it using this mod. <laughs> there you go. No, I really like this mod. Actually, I am going to get it. Yeah, it's just, you know, at this point in the game, you know, it's like, you know, we've got all this stuff available to us. I mean, I don't, but, you know, most of you guys do. <laughs> you've got this stuff available to you already. You're a simple a, fat, a simple fast travel slash, you know, uh, horse-drawn carriage zoning 
uh, mechanic away from getting there anyway. You know, mm-hmm. it's about time someone came out with a mod. I mean, I think it's it's perfect timing for someone to come out with a mod that says, you know what, let's just take all that stuff, all that crafting stuff, all right, and make a make an instance out of it and just put it all in one easy reference place. Perfect. Totally perfect. Right. I like it. It makes it more convenient. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Very convenient. Very nice. Um, good job, Shock, on making it. I look forward to playing with it. Again, you guys can get it at, at uh, SkyramNexus.com and um, FooseRoadMod.com. Yeah, that's that was the other thing I failed to mention. Um, not only can you get it at SkyrimNexus.com, but you can get it at FooseRoadMod.com, which I believe Shock is a part of. Anything else to say on this, guys? I'm tapped out. <laughs> get I'm it. I'm looking forward your, to this one, too. Yeah, get your epic get basement. One. Yeah. I ran out of mats to discuss. <laughs> basement without the charus or whatever you call them, without the cockroaches in them. <laughs> the uh, the churros, the no churros, more, no the more churros. epic cockroaches, right? <laughs> They're just epic cockroaches. I don't care about the other name. They're just big epic spitting cockroaches. Anyway, Mistress, basement. All of a sudden, <laughs> Mistress in the chat room is saying she never, she can never find her house in Markarth, and a, a basement to hide all the lambs I've slain. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Now, All Mistress, right. if you get this mod, you can fast travel to that house in Markarth you can never find. You don't have to worry about it anymore. And then she'll get lost in her own basement. I wonder, what? Where's that stupid door? Anyway. <laughs> With my hoarding skills, that'd be the way it is. Yeah. All right. I just got a, uh, I just got a uh, Indiana Jones thing off that. Oh, Lost the Joe Museum. <laughs> Marcus? It was Marcus, right? Yes. Yeah, it was Marcus. All right, I'll shut up now. I'm sorry, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on to the town square. Hear that? Something's going on in the town square. All right, we are in the town square. Your emails and iTunes shout-outs. We get to hear all the things that you guys have to say. Mind you, we get to read every email that, that comes in, and we do read every single one of them. And Ivarwin does try to take the time to get back to as many emails as possible, so you guys can all thank him for that. I, I pop in here and there and try to reply to the rare few. <laughs> but I do read every single email that comes in, and we appreciate every one of them. Um, as in starting from the tradition that I started last week, I'm going to do the producer's email of the week, and this one is goes to Kyle. Um, it just made me chuckle. And he, uh, he, she said, In Skyrim, one of the quests a player tells an NPC that his family is far from Skyrim. I think it would be awesome DLC idea to be able to visit your family, and your family would alternate in race according to what race you are. Maybe your family could be living in Cyrodiil, mm-hmm. or, a new promise, a new, or a new province of Tamriel. The idea could be that a letter is sent from maybe your father that pirates captured your mother in the Nibian Bay while she was harvesting potatoes and you need to investigate what happened and where she is. You can maybe find the pirates and they have your mother but they are fighting against ninjas for control of the island. You could decide to side with pirates in which case you could be trained as a pirate style of combat with maybe a blunderbuss, flintlock pistol, rapiers and the ninja side which you would be trained in the ways of the shadow and have ninja stars, katanas and all sorts of ninja goodies. I've heard some speculation about guns in Skyrim, and there could be balance back in the day when there were pirates like Blackbeard. Flintlock pistols were not a primary weapon. Pirates could carry 
one, maybe two pistols. They would fire the pistol, and after that, it was useless. Maybe used as a club, but the pirate would then switch to his sword. The blunderbuss is like a mini cannon. It would be used to destroy a ship's rigging or clearing enemies off a part of the ship's deck. But both these weapons took too long to reload in combat, so they were very balanced. Kyle. What reason why I picked this is because it counterbalanced my other email of the week last week. Um, <laughs> and I really enjoyed that little story plot there. Right. Well, and now I would like to remind everyone listening right now that, that Joe has not said the word pirate or flintlock this entire show. And he just he just got all of that out right now in one email. So <laughs> including ninjas. I'm very happy. Yes. Joe got his pirate ninja fix right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so Kyle, you got the producer's email of the week, and our next I, I, email. Yeah, go ahead. I wonder though, like, do do pirates usually prey on on women harvesting potatoes? Like, is that a thing that pirates do? I could go into that, but I'm not going to. I had. Yeah. Oh, I know you could. Ah, there's a woman harvesting some potatoes. Ah, bent over there, getting in the soil. <laughs> <laughs> Been out to sea too long, me mateys. That's our bread and butter. Let's get her. And the potatoes. More meat potatoes. Here you go. I need more starches in me diet. That's right. They have to. Otherwise, they'll get rickets being out in sea so long without exactly. those potatoes. They need their complex carbs. <laughs> oh, Lord. Someone segue away from me. I'm being an idiot. Uh, Lou, get the next email. All right, next email comes from Ken, and Ken writes in, Hey guys, I wanted to share a few tricks I have picked up about leveling up some skills in the game. For conjuration, if you can find an island near some slaughterfish and just summon a bound sword over and over, you will be at 100 in no time. You'll have to try that. Uh, for alteration, use oak flesh near an enemy until you hit level 40. Then you can get water breathing. All you have to do then is stand in waist-deep water and cast water breathing over and over. Also, weapons and armor created Skyforge are more powerful. Keep up the great work, guys, from Ken. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. I'm going to stand by a, a, a pool of slaughterfish and summon a sword. Here, go get him. Go get him. Isn't that not cheating? I don't know what is. That's part of the game. Yeah, especially the water breathing thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. if, if Bethesda yeah. listens to this show at all, you can kiss that water breathing thing goodbye, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> it no longer. Next match. Oh, wait. Do it anymore. <laughs> Ken, uh, Ken wrote in this unbelievable email it had all these different kinds of of you know hints and tips just like this but um i had to i had to seriously edit it down this isn't even half of what he wrote and um Maybe a quarter but i it, about yeah it's probably about a quarter actually um but wow. i included like the the most helpful and the most interesting ones so you know kudos to ken for number one taking the time to to write us in that huge wonderful email and I'm sorry I couldn't include all of it, dude, but, you know, I think I got the best in there. And awesome job. Thank you very much. And our next email from Mike B. Varwin. All right. Mike B. says, hi, guys. As always, I enjoyed the show. Show six was also, was fun also. Keep up the good work. In show content feedback, I would like to say, number one, my disappointment. You can't name your save file. <laughs> I hope I captured your frustration appropriately, Mike. <laughs> um, 
And then he says, I can't believe this didn't get mentioned in the during during the podcast. And and I'm sorry, Mike, that was an oversight. You're right. <laughs> oh, I don't really care too much about naming the file. I just want to be able to put them in different save files based on character. Yeah, some kind. I think what Mike's trying to get at is that he's he's disappointed that there is no, you know, real way of of doing that, of organizing your save files. And, you know, and I, you know, I think we feel his pain for sure. Uh, wow's best non-linear RPG yet. Way to go, Bethesda! The new leveling system. This is far and away a marked improvement over former leveling setups. And DLC topic: How about a quest for Thor's hammer, Norse mythology? Maybe have a quest that picks up from the end of the Dark Brotherhood or Mage quests. Goes further, like some mage from the past creates a spell that makes everything go. Your strangest idea here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get us started on that. Jeez, we can go all day. Oh, um, right. I would love to see more from Dark Brotherhood after you finish it. Because after you finish Dark Brotherhood, kind of a spoiler, guys. Mm-hmm. All you get is you can go back to your sanctuary and you can constantly get these basic marks for a couple of gold here and there. It, That's all. That's it. Nothing else progresses further. Um, I would really like to see that storyline go further than what it has because it was so good. It would be really more of a um, a relief to me to see what happens after. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot, Mike. You know, great, great stuff. Definitely All right. Uh, via Facebook, DLC idea. How about the ability to fight on horseback? Maybe a dragon shout around level 50 that can call a dragon to help you in combat. Dragon shout that melts people's faces like the Nazi in Indiana Jones from Garrett S., yeah, um, I have been itching for the idea of fighting on horseback. Itching for it. Dear Lord, at least give me a bow. I can, Let me use my bow on horseback. Something. Like something out of, like, uh, right. um, Legend of Zelda, Corny of Time, which I always yeah. pronounce the name. But anyway, we can just <laughs> egg things from horseback. Instead of having to get off every time a stupid wolf attacks, you just walk uh, right by and ping them off as you go. That would be right. ideal. Or- yeah, or it's just basic cavalry, you know, just swinging, be able to swing your sword from on top of your horse. Yeah, I think it would you know, go a long way. way to including the horse as a much more usable item in the game. Because right now, if you get off the horse, it's going to attack something you didn't want it to attack and then die. Unless maybe to further expand on the downloadable content idea for that, barding, armor for the horse, you yeah. know, to get, make it more survivable. Make it more viable as a, hey, now your horse is another weapon you can employ in the game. The uh, chat room saying that horses are also terrible at sneaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a little <laughs> Just true. They are. <laughs> I like horses, actually. I'm one of the few that likes it because I like the ability to go that much faster as I'm traveling in the world. Um, so every time I come across like a cave or something like that, I always dismount from my horse pretty far away from it. So it doesn't get in combat or doesn't die on me. If I see a dragon, I try to go away from the dragon far enough get off the horse and then run from the horse, attack a dragon, and then go back to my horse because I like the ability to go around faster. Um, the Shadow Mare that you get from doing Dark Brotherhood is definitely an awesome horse, the best horse in the game by far. Um, it has a huge health regeneration to where it is extremely difficult to kill. I don't know of any enemy that can kill it. The only way you can kill it is falling off of a high ledge like I have done. Oops. Yeah, that's true. You do have to work pretty hard to get that, and it's you know not really any more usable than than other horses in the game. It's just much more hardy. Yeah, it has a 
very high health regeneration and very high stamina. So you actually get a, a much longer sprint from it, and you can do a sprint more often. So you get around really quick with that horse. Which is one of the one things I was upset about having a, when I did the quest to take out Dark Brotherhood is that I can't get that horse now. Boo. Yeah. Anyway, next email. Hey, fellow proud sons of Skyrim. And I just skipped one. Never mind. Um, <laughs> we had a WordPress comment on the top, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay. First time replier, long time listener, all episodes. Uh, map quest, mission difficulty mission difficulties on Fable 2 type feature that can be of great help in navigating routes from point A to B is Clairvoyant Spell. When cast, the novice level illusion spell throws out a purple mist path that can be easily followed to your destination. That was from Seiyao via WordPress. Yeah, I think that's Seiyao. Seiyao? Yeah. I was looking at the American pronunciation of it, Seiyao. (laughs) Um... Yeah, that would be awesome if Clairvoyance wasn't so broken. If they can fix it and do something along those lines, that would be kind of cool. But that's almost kind of um, too easy. Yeah. Also, I, I wonder what kind of like check they would have on this. You know, would the, the longer you have it up, would it drain your mana every second? You know, would it go away after a while? You know, like I can't imagine it being a spell that you leave up and you know will go away as soon as you get to your your destination. Which would make it the most useful. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't imagine the, that, right. you know, Bethesda would do that. Right. Uh, I, I think it would maybe detract from the fact that, you know, part of the game is exploring. You know, you have a general idea of where your quest uh, target is, you know, and part of the experience is actually going out there and encountering, what, you know, what happens. Yeah, if you do get lost, what have you, you know, it, it's it's all part of the, you know, experience. Yeah. All right, and our final email for today is hello, fra- hello, fellow proud sons of Skyrim. Dovakin. I first want everyone <laughs> to remove both faction leaders for the sake of this discussion and focus more on both the ideals and motives behind them. The Stormcloaks wanted freedom from the Imperials and to worship their own, their god Talos, who is not really a god but a human, or was a human. And the Imperials wish, and the Imperials wishing to stay, to stay one, but also to keep peace with those. Knife-eared pricks. Not a fan of high elves. <laughs> now, based on these motives and other story, lo- story lore, I'm not aware of which faction would you side with or feel is just. And this is a topic that we've actually seen quite a bit. And this is from Ursay of Devotion, who plays on our guild in the Star Wars guild. Yay! Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey. Um. Now, I have thoughts on this, but I want to hear you guys' first. If I won? Uh, right. Doing all the mental steps that he's, he's suggesting, I would, I would have to side with the Stormcloaks. Because you're removing the faction leader, okay? And the ideals and motives behind those faction leaders, okay? I think when you strip those things away, between Stormcloaks and the Imperials, you still have an outside occupying force in a foreign land and the stormcloaks represent the natives of those lands who are trying to you know win their their religious freedom back from their oppressors and you know i'm i'm such a huge proponent of of democracy that i can't see my way around you know that that glaring feature about this this civil war 
So that alone makes me tip completely towards Stormcloak. Lou? Yeah, initially, when I first started the game on my main, uh, I did like the idea of joining the Stormcloak faction because, again, they're trying to win back, I guess, their independence from being unified forcefully. Uh, I guess how many decades ago from the last Emperor unified all of, you know, Tamriel and brought Skyrim into the fold. You know, as I've already mentioned, you know, the Empire is there. Skyrim is part of the Empire because they were forcefully brought into it. All right, they were a conquered people. And who wouldn't feel, you know, slightly, you know, sorry for a conquered uh, land and the people just trying to win back their independence, trying to win back uh, their freedoms. Uh, the most basic one being their freedom to worship whoever. Whether or not the Empire agrees that they choose to deify Talos and worship him, you know, why not let them do it? You know, oh. and... You got a good point there, both of you. However, this other size that you both are missing. The Nords are a very racist group of people. You could just walk around um, Windhelm and you see it there in a very dominant fashion. If you're not a Nord, you're not good enough. Plain and simple. Right. And that right. to me and is something. A lot of dialogue. There are negatives yeah. and pluses to both sides. So yeah, I can see where the, re- the repression from the Imperials are, but when you really play their story, you, you see why they have that, that, why they want to implement that kind of oppression. Right, but even though, even though a, a group of people feel that way, okay, it, it's not. Look, if if no one can go into your house and say you have to think this way, all right, it would be like you want to. I mean, you want an o- outside occupying government to tell these people that. You know, they can't be racists. That'd be like someone going into your house and telling you you have to be racist. I mean, as appalling as as that sounds and as appalling as the idea of judging a person by their color alone is, you can't tell a person that what they think and how they feel is is incorrect. Now, you can tell a person their actions are incorrect. You know, if they act violently on that racism, then that's obviously, you know, even more appalling. And, you know, I'm sure there's there would be lore examples in in, you know, in Skyrim and in Tamriel of of how Nords were violent against, you know, others simply because of their race. But from what I've seen so far, which, you know, albeit hasn't been much because I haven't experienced a lot of the quests in the game yet. You know, I don't know of any quests yet that deal with, you know, a Nord acting violently towards, you know, a particular race based on that racism. You will. Okay. Lots. So, Right. And that obviously has to get dealt, you know, one at a time. Um, but I find the 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 idea of an outside government coming in and just dictating how things should go in that land even more disgusting than racism. At least the people of Skyrim would be governing themselves and have the chance to go through those social steps of eradicating racism onto their own. I think we'll have to revisit this idea once you get a little bit more into the Imperial storyline. Okay. And see that side of it as well. Because you might think differently. Because there's a lot more in the background than just what is, is showing on the surface when you first start to play. Yeah. A lot I, more. Yeah, you're probably right. I probably will. You know, right now all I can see is just, you know, like I said, this one thing and I just can't get past it. And, you know. Yeah. It's just not exactly, especially with our, our our American ideals and what we base on our on on how we look at freedom is, it it definitely hits you at first. It hits you hard, and then yeah. you really 
tend to like hate the Imperials from that. But when you start looking at the other side, looking objectively at it on both sides, you start seeing there's more to it, a lot more to it, and why they do certain things. And a lot of the reasons why Stormcloaks believe there's certain day with this deity is not exactly something that you will really agree with. <laughs> as far as I know, as know you, Barwin. So you definitely got to look at both sides and really get a good feel for it. But yeah, um, this is also, guys, a game. So, you know, play it RP as well. Play how your character feels. Do something that you don't normally would consider to be, you know, morally ethic or correct or anything like that. Ah, oh, that's a good topic that we can definitely go head to head with. Um, <laughs> I mind how, you, huh? Yeah, I, I just love how this how this game and all of its you know examples. And if you really hold it up to some honest discussion, it really just branches off into some interesting social topics. Oh, there is so much social. It really is. Um, cliches based in this game, cults, um, uh, guilds. Uh, you know. Factions. Factions, you name it. Right. All the civil war, everything that you would see in modern and in previous history of our society, in some way is being represented by some faction or some storyline in this game in some way. You can you see it with the companions, you can see it everywhere, which makes this game a lot deeper than people realize until they really get heavily into it and still and watch the story and really play the game for what it is. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. By the way, we're getting a ton of really interesting comments coming out of the chat room right now just a lot of a lot of great stuff you know playing the game you know some are interested you know some are reminded of the american indians while playing the game you know and just on and on and on i gotta thank the chat room for you know lending lending their their voice on this one all righty oh boy we have yeah. shout outs <laughs> we do <laughs> the emails that were not used there were several and we like to thank you guys for all your emails again um dane ng Jack, uh, Carrie, Sean, a WordPress comment, uh, Matthew H, Scott D, Jordan, uh, Ryan D, Joseph B, Kyle, Andy, and Jeff A. We thank you guys for your emails. We didn't want to use your last names this time, just in case it's something you didn't want out there. Um, Ivarwan, you had a special thank you to everybody before we get into our shoutouts? Yeah, yeah, we have um, our five-star iTunes shoutouts coming in just now, and um, <clears throat> I wanted to, I think everyone at the show wanted to just take the time real quick and and say a couple of things. Number one, um, we've reached 500, uh, excuse me, 100. <laughs> uh, we've reached our 100-plus five-star reviews on iTunes. For for us here, that's amazing. We, we've never yeah. considered how, I mean, you know, we all know like where we came from, but I don't know if a lot of you understand that, you know, we started with just the quest gaming podcast in what October, September, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, you know, turned it into, you know, a network where we're adding shows and this is just the most unbelievable, you know, outpouring from our fans that we've ever seen. And, um, you know, we want to thank all of you for, for making it possible. Um, the overwhelming positive reception from the listeners is has been so rewarding, and for the first time, as podcasters, we're speechless. So, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Your your uh, kind, warm reception has been just—it's meant the world to us. It really has. Another way of saying thank you, guys, is that, like I said, we're we developed into a network, and we do have plans. This is current plans to have up to four shows running by the end of the year. So uh, look for them. 
And our five-star review shout-outs. Lou, why don't you start us off? All right, our five-star review shout-outs, starting with America. We have, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Chatool, or Cat-Tool. Corey A. Cool Nord. Ozzy Mondo. Jax Killa. Sun Mister, or Sun Meister. I got this one. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. Miss Lavu, <laughs> finally, with the five-star. Took you long enough, Liz. Come on. And <laughs> 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 from Ken Therodi. 313 St. Ambrose. Cade's Cool. Red versus Blue Addict. 777. Scotty. D86. Damon L. Mimby, Trifactor, Kingslayer15, John R1990, the Mill Trigger. I had the Mill Trigger. <laughs> <laughs> Nick664, <laughs> Judge Jeffrey, Hydra Llamas. I hope I pronounced that correctly as In well. In Canada, we have Gingerbread Man58, Kimaru137, um, Sock crazy, so crazy, so crazy. I can pronounce it to words. So crazy, one, two, three. Uh, Dodd Cell X, Bell's No 360, Daniel B, uh, Brizzle Boy 2180, Games Master 619, Fuzzy 150, and Joe F. Thank you guys for your five stars. We really appreciate all of them. And for my final thoughts of today's show, um, I'm going to continue robbing Skyrim blind. Um, <laughs> let us again, poor, guys. Poor let us know what you guys, uh, what your favorite dungeon is, the name of it, and just kind of give us a general idea of where it's located. We really appreciate that, and all your emails and thoughts are appreciated. One little thing I would like to ask our listeners: if you are writing in for a specific portion of the show. Like, for instance, our, our roundtable in the Bannered Mare. Please label your header of your email the Bannered Mare so we know exactly where you are going with it. And such and so, so forth, like DLC, that kind of thing. Um, that would just help us, you know, go through the emails a little bit easier. And again, we encourage MP3 calls. Uh, just send them in with an attachment. We appreciate that. You buy one? Yeah, my final thought is uh, we just want to you know ask everyone if they are interested in um, in Star Wars: The Old Republic, please come and uh, check out our brand new Star Wars: Old Republic, which is up on iTunes called Star Wars Off the Record. We are going to record Episode One live in our same chat room at six thirty at night Eastern Time on Friday the twentieth. So that's what a day away from now, Joe. Uh, Friday. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a day away. Yeah, day, so. day, day and a half, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, definitely check it out. Um, we've got a lot of uh, good feedback from it, so we're really excited about doing it. And uh, we're interested in getting even more feedback from you guys. Lou? Definitely, yeah. Uh, my final thoughts, I will definitely want to try out this basement <laughs> mod. <laughs> Make it so handy. I mean, I only have two houses in the game so far, my main, so... You know, it'll be a great tool to use once I get the rest of them. And uh, again, want to again shout and say thank you to everyone for their five star reviews. Keep them coming. Definitely use them. Definitely love to see people give their opinions on stuff. I may have spaced this, but did you mention that we're recording live on Friday? I did. Okay. Yes. 
Yeah. And you can find our we have one channel that we use for the Quest Network and there's a link to it on every one of our websites, thequestshow.com, starwarsoutherecord.com, and skyrimoutherecord.wordpress.com. Um basically those email those websites are the best way to, to know everything about any of our shows. We have links to all of our shows from every e from every website. Everything is there for all of our shows and our information regarding the shows, guys. So check them out. We hope you enjoy them. Um, Ivaro, I want you to go with the rest of the Twitter and Facebook stuff. Sure thing, guys. Uh, if you want to uh, reach us, okay, you can reach us on Twitter as well. Uh, you can reach the show at off Skyrim Off the Record. It's going to be at Skyrim OTR. If you want to tweet Joe, you can reach him at author J.R. Wilson. Me, I'm at Evarwin, E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. And Lou is at GamerGuy11B, G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-11-B. If you want to send us an email, you can email us at SkyrimOffTheRecord at gmail.com. And our website, SkyrimOffTheRecord.wordpress.com. Skyrim Off The Record is a Quest Gaming Network production, and I would just like to say... Boost raw you all next week. Take care, guys. Be safe. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Because you're just cool like that. Because I'm, cause I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that. I'm cool like that. Cool whip. All right, Mr. Diggable Planets. Another, uh... <laughs> I had an idea. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that Joe running around in his underwear and like a button-down shirt singing into an, a banana Nicki Minaj song? <laughs> <laughs> he comes sliding in front of his computer. Raw! <laughs> Raw! Look at the Dungeon Dragon! <laughs> All of a sudden, everyone logs out of the live stream. <laughs> but yet, but yet, some for some reason, Mistress keeps saying that she's like lagging out and can't log out of the live stream. <laughs> oh my god, I can't stop watching! It won't let me. <laughs> when I play Skyrim, I touch myself. Ah! <laughs> oh yeah, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have oh, I have outside We've gone from that. <laughs> 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 She's gone tomorrow, boy. Oh, that she wants. <laughs> what does that even mean? Is she looking for another boyfriend or is she looking to have another kid? Like what does that song mean? Who <laughs> 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 <laughs>